Shalom, brothers and sisters, and welcome to tonight's live stream. I'm so excited to be with you. My name is PD, and you are on Rise on Fire. Tonight, we are going to be talking about a topic that I think a lot of people feel alone in. You know, one thing that I've realized in doing ministry and talking to a lot of people about their issues, things that they struggle with, is that so many people feel depressed, lonely, full of anxiety, worthless. They have no self-confidence. And in all of these emotions, they feel like there's no one around them who feels like that. They feel alone like that. And I want to submit to you, though, that God today wants to break free some of the lies that we have believed about this whole situation. And and as I want to submit to you that when we look at this, the enemy has a tactic. The enemy has a plan. You know, just this week, uh, about a night or two ago, I was in Georgia and at a meeting there and there was a lady who I started praying for and she started manifesting a demon. Okay. And this demon started as we were delivering, praying for her to be delivered and casting out the demons. There was one who came up and it spoke and it said, I will not let her preach the gospel. And then it also said, I will not let her prophesy. Man, come on, like, and, you know, and, it, and, and I've heard this before, and it just every time it hits me all over again and new of how the enemy is real and the enemy has a tactic. The enemy has a plan. The enemy is trying to stop you. Do you understand that the enemy is not sleeping? The enemy is not some fairy tale. The enemy is real and your God is real. The supernatural realm is real and there is a war going on around you right now for your soul to keep you away from your calling, to throw your calling in the trash. That's what the enemy wants. But God, he created you with great value, great purpose, with a great calling. Before the foundation of this earth was laid, he laid that calling. But the enemy is coming and he's trying to take that from you. And the question is going to be, what will you allow? Because man, look, our lives, we go through things. We go through horrible things. People betray us. People hurt us. People traumatize our souls, even from young ages, for many of us. Many things go wrong. We get rejected by men. Maybe mom or dad was never there. You know, maybe someone touched you in a way they never should have when you were way too young for even to even know anything about that. Maybe, you know, there was great, uh, great gossip and whatever it is, right? Things happen. And as these things in our lives happen to us, the question is not, okay, did you stop that? Because we can't. Those things are out of our control. What happens to us? But there is something in your control. That is, what is that going to do to you? What is the consequence of that going to be on the rest of your life going into the future? Because I'll tell you what the enemy want to do, wants to do with that. The enemy wants to come and he wants to take all of the things that have ever done, been done to you. And he wants to use that to cause you to see yourself in a way that God does not see you. 
to, to, for you to walk in a way that God did not call you to walk. That is in sin, in, in dependency upon other things that is not God because of the hurts of the past. Because, man, yeah, I just spoke to a, a guy this yesterday on the street, alcoholic, and, and, I, and, he, and I told him about Jesus, about Yeshua, right? And he's like, no, but you don't know my pains. I, I, I want to follow him, but, but I need this stuff. I need to drink because that's what makes me feel better. You see, there is a choice that we have about how we will be dealing with the things that happen to us. And the question really is going to be is whether you actually believe that that God has the power to set you free, to fulfill you, to to be the thing you're dependent on instead of anything else that the world says can make you feel temporarily, make you feel better on a temporary basis. When Jesus spoke, he said something I want to tell you about. He said, uh, let me let me pull it up for you. He said in uh, Mark 12, verse 30, when they ask, what is the greatest commandment? Right. He says, love the Lord your God of all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, all your strength. And he says, the second commandment is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these two. OK, but. Have you ever stopped to wonder, even though, you know, we know this, like the the back of our hand. Yeah, everyone knows this. Everyone can quote this. But he says you need to love your neighbor. Amen to that as yourself. As yourself. There is an assumption in the text that you will have a love for yourself. Think about that. And I'm not talking about the, the love of self that we so often think about, the love of self that's ungodly. The love of, see, there's a love of self and there is a love of self. There's a biblical love of self and there's an unbiblical love of self. You see, a love for who you are because you have been created by the living God. You are his creation. And because he has created you, he has deemed you valuable because the creator is the one who, who determines the value. But there's the other, un, there's an unbiblical love of self, which is driven by the pride of life driven by what what you not not it's not based off God's intent for his creation that is you but it's based off your desire of what you are going to become and do in life that is the pride of life that separates from the will of God and that's the difference here but there is a love of self and my question is look If God says you need to love your neighbor as yourself and you tell me I don't feel worthy, I feel worthless, I don't feel I have self-confidence, I feel that I have no value, I feel all of these things. Let me ask you this. What does that tell us about your faith in the living God and what he thinks about you. Because he says in Psalm 139, 14, the the writer says, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, if you are fearfully and wonderfully made, according to scripture, yet you come and you say, I am worthless. What you are saying is I don't believe what God has spoken. When he said, I formed you, I knit you in your mother's womb. You say, I don't believe that God. That's what we proclaim when we say, 
I don't have the confidence that the Lord is there to give me. Because look, here's a con- there's a self confidence that He wants to give you. I'm not, and I'm talking about the godly self confidence to go forward in your calling, to go forward and preach the gospel, to go forward and cast out the demon, to go forward and not care about what men think. You see, there's a self a lack of self confidence, and that is when you are enslaved to what men think about you. That is, people think. Oh, that's self-confidence. The world says it's self-confidence to 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 please men, to fit in, to do things that men adore. I want to submit to you that's a lack of self-confidence in who you really are. So you're trying to justify yourself before men, do things to fit in because you're not comfortable with who God created you to be because you don't actually believe in what who and what he created you to be. See, that's the question. Do you actually, because this is a, a question of unbelief, a question of do you believe what the Bible says above many things? And yes, we have traumas, we have hurts, we have things that have happened to us, but what will mold you? That's my question. What will be the thing that molds you in this life? Will it be the word of the living God, the one who made you and what he speaks about you? Or will it be the words of men, what they have said, what they have done? Will they determine who you become or will it be the living God? Will Satan have his hand in molding you and creating you or will you give God back all authority in who you become in this life? You see, brothers, sisters, Yeshua, Jesus did not die for nothing. He did not die for nothing. If you say, if you think I'm not worth it, I'm a worthy, I'm worthless. In fact, I don't have value. I have no, there's nothing that, and, and you, you didn't live in a way like that. And let me tell you, you know, I, I spent the past, uh, few days with my brother, uh, David Sharp in uh, Georgia. We were just on the streets, just speaking to homeless people and people who were living in forests, people like we went to the, do the deepest places in Brunswick, Georgia to meet these people. And let me say that a lot of these people have the same not all, but many of them have the same problems. They have the same reasons that they're there. They don't deem themselves of any value because they determine their value based of how their dad has treated them, based of how their ma- their mom abandoned them for drugs. Man, if your mom gives you up for drugs, you feel like, man, what am I worth then? If she gives me up for a, for a few pills or the next shot of cocaine, what am I worth? What am I worth? But see, God is the one who determines value because when he died, he said it is worth it. He, he, he went to it says in the Bible that he went with joy to the cross. You know, man, I, and, and that's what people don't see. You see, you, you, you say, yeah, PD, that that's homeless people. Many homeless people struggle with that, but it's not just that. That's the extreme situation. That's where it, where that's where Satan has, has had his hand mature in the heart of a person where they have believed every lie where they have ended up there and they felt rejected by men to the point where they have felt that that is the voice of God. They don't even know the different, the difference anymore. But there are many of us 
There are many of us who we're not living in a forest yet, but we still in our hearts are in that same bondage. And our hearts were in that place where we feel like we can't do anything for God. We feel like we are worthless because we have listened to the wrong voices. And we have failed to understand that when mom chose something else over us or when dad was not around for me or whatever your situation is, man, you don't understand that the enemy was working behind the scenes in those people. And you have failed to distinguish that that the enemy has a hand in people and that that's not that's not the father's will. That's not what the father desires. People hurt. There's people who destroy because the enemy and demons live in them. But God comes and he wants to set free and he wants to pave a road for you, for you to become a vassal of freedom for others. But if you keep living in the same cycle of bondage that your parents lived and whoever else, right, in your previous generations, that bondage will never be broken and your children will follow the same destiny and faith because you weren't the one to stand up and say, I believe. I believe in the redemptive power of the Messiah. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit that he has sent for me that will set me free. And I want to ask you just. He has set me free. He has set millions of others free. There is fruit of his power in this world. He is, in fact, raised from the dead. That is the first sign of that. If he can raise from the dead, can he not raise your soul from the dead? make you alive again, a new creation and destroy all works of the enemy in your life. And what if it's not just that, but what if he has come and said, it's not just that I'm going to do these things, but I'm going to give you authority to trample underfoot Satan. I'm going to give you authority over all the plans, the tactics of Satan. That is what he said. Now, brothers and sisters, for many of us, we have gone to other things, whether it's some of us have run to plastic surgeries because we we try and change ourselves. We've gone for other types of operations that are even more drastic sex changes. Uh, Some of us have have felt that we need to put a lot of makeup on. And look, I'm not against makeup, but but this whole thing of, you know, some of us have felt like we need to put on a lot of makeup because we need to feel worthy, accepted by people. We, some of us have felt like we are always in competition with others. And therefore, that's why we always are gossiping. We're always an opponent to someone. We're always in a competition with someone else because your value you feel is determined by how well you can get to the top, by how pretty you can be by how you can put others down to get there or whatever else. For some of us, it's from it's it's like that Samaritan woman at the well jumping from relationship to relationship, from man to man, from woman to woman, because nothing has satisfied you. And you think that that will you think that that's going to be the person. This is going to be the person that's going to be the person. Maybe not this one, maybe that one. Then there's going to be the person that restores your self-confidence, your feeling of worthiness in this world back to you. But when Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, he said, yeah, you don't just you have many. 
many. And the man you're with now, he is not your husband. Because she that's what she was doing. Some of us have, have run to other things, other religions, witchcraft, new age, other supernatural ideas and practices. We've tried to go to the, to the readings. We've tried to go to the to try and do the spells. We've tried to do whatever it is. We've gone to our crystals. We've gone to our 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 mediums, whatever it is. You've gone to all of these spiritual practices because you think that maybe there I will find a restoration of my worth. I will find a reason to live. I will find direction for my life, etc., etc., etc. The list is endless of the things we run to. And I want to ask you today. Will this be the day where you decide I will run, I will put down all these other things and I will run to nothing but the living God, the Messiah of the world. And let me tell you this. Listen to me. Do not be the one who runs to the Ford, to the altar and says, here I am, God, I repent, God, take me, uh, save me and whatever, whatever. But you have your sin on the other hand and you don't want to give it up. You're like the woman at the well. You see, she was there and she's there and she sees Jesus, Jesus, Yeshua. He says, if you drink of me, you will never go thirsty again. And she accepts. She accepts his word, says you must be a prophet. He says, I'm the Messiah and she is goes in joy. And it says that she leaves her water jar at the well. It says that she forgot it there. The thing that she wanted to use to fill up with the water of the world that she was going to get from this well, like every other day, she forgot it because she was so, so excited about the living water that was just poured into her soul. But many of you may be listening to this and you're like, hmm, maybe, maybe. But you are still there with your water jar because you don't, you want God and you want your sin. And then you walk away from, yes, God, come, please help me. And then you walk away, say, yeah, that didn't work because you never gave up your sin. You never surrendered your heart. Truly, don't be one who thinks you can fool God with this. If you want to be a follower of Christ, he said, look, if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. That's the language he uses in the book of Revelation. I'm going to spit you, vomit you out of my mouth. If you are, if you're not a hot or cold, you're just lukewarm, you kind of got your sin. You kind of trying to follow God. Nice, pretty Christian on the outside and you got your hidden sin on the side. God says, look, I don't know you depart from me, you worker of lawlessness, you worker of iniquity. That's what he will proclaim one day if it gets too late and you do not turn from your wickedness. You see, brothers and sisters, I'm saying all this because, look, we want to be free, but we don't want to give up what we find so precious in this world. That wicked sin that we we've fallen in love with, that the enemy has pondered, pandered, given us and said, look, look at, look at how this is. Don't you want some more of this? Look, this is a journey. This is a sanctification journey. And God has grace with that journey. But I'm asking you, have you made the decision of surrender, total surrender, giving all sins up to the Lord? Or how or are you still saying, yeah, I think I can serve God and Satan at the same time? You're like, Peter, I'm not serving Satan. You see, what is a servant of Satan? What is a servant of the kingdom of darkness? It's not just a Satanist. It's not just someone in witchcraft. It's not just someone who's 
It's someone who rejects the words of Yeshua in favor of the words of Satan. And the words of Satan is, come these things that I have for you, the riches in the world, to become a friend with the world, to be, to be, to be fulfilled by the things of the world. If you go and you choose that, you are not part of the kingdom of light. You are choosing the wrong kingdom. You see, brothers and sisters, God is coming. He says, Yeshua says, I'm going to separate the sheep from the goats. I'm going to come and I'm going to draw a line in the sand one day. And you're going to, no matter what your status is on Facebook of what religion you're under, you can say I'm a Christian on Facebook, but that's not what's going to determine what side of the line you're on. You can say to people, you can go to church every Sunday. You can do what you want. That's not what's the determining factor. The factor of determination of where you'll go and who your Lord is, is who's who you bow knees to. It's who you serve, who you have surrendered to. You see, there is a, a Christianity that is in the world today that does not ask you to surrender anything. There is a Christianity in the world today that does not desire that says you can serve God and you can serve money. You can serve God and you can worship people as you compromise. You can serve God and you can do all of these other things. God says there's no more of that. And see, many of you are in bondage and you under, don't understand why. Why do I still feel like I'm depressed, anxious, like I, I feel like I have a, I want to put a gun in my mouth? Many of you feel like that, man, and it breaks my heart because you feel like that because you've not actually surrendered your life to the Messiah of the world. And it's until you make that decision of I want to surrender to him. It's until you say, God, here I am, save me and I give out anything that I need to. That's the moment he'll come and set you free. But you have to get to that place. And so many of us also, we have felt like not just in this from in this angle, but we, from the other angle, we have come and we have felt like that. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, PD, right? Like, like I'm trying to do the right thing. And you felt like your works have only done, they've done nothing but condemn you. You've tried to do the right thing. But as you have fallen into sin, as you have failed and, and broken his commandments, you fall into condemnation and you fall into this separation feeling from God. You feel like God is far away because you've made a mistake, right? But see, brothers and sisters, that's what we must understand the difference between what I'm talking about, this, 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 to be honest, just this rebellion of the heart. And then there's a sanctification process. And many of us feel condemned because the enemy has come and he has, he has given this lie that says that you, your works is going to be what saves you. Your works is going to be the thing that, 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 that gets you through the gates of heaven. You see, and this is the line that we need to walk because God does call us to repentance. He says, turn from your wicked ways, leave your sins, surrender like we've talked in so far. But then there's also what Paul writes and he tells us we are saved by faith. 
We are not saved by works, so no man may boast. If you are going to receive the Spirit by works, if you're going to be saved by your works, you won't need Yeshua. You don't need His Holy Spirit because your works will be enough. You would just need to just do good things. Because see, here's the thing you must understand is nothing that we are talking about here today is possible without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You cannot save yourself. You cannot have your work out your own works and let that be the thing that sets you free from your bondages. You can do what you want, man. You're never going to get free from pornography until you bow the knee to Christ and look to Him. Instead of just looking at what I should not do, I should not do that, I should not do that, that's good. Yeah, we, 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 not, we should be, have knowledge of what's wrong and what is right. But what we miss is we're so like focused on what I shouldn't do that we take our focus off Yeshua. We don't pray, we don't read the Bible, we don't spend time in His presence. And because we don't have our eyes on Him, we're just fighting this alone. And when we're fighting this alone, we fail. And, we, and even when we're with Yeshua and we're battling many of our things with Yeshua, a lot of these things are is a journey. A lot of these things is a process. And what you must understand is as long as you've actually bowed the knee, you've actually surrendered, you don't have a heart, any rebellion, you don't have any, well, like that guy I spoke to last night of, you know, I yeah, I'll follow Jesus if he tells me I should follow him. But, you know, I I I really like this alcohol and I can't give that up. I, I just never can do that. You see, that's the difference. There's that and there's God. I'm fighting this thing. God, I'm trying to get free from this. And Lord, I know that you are empowering me and I know you have grace and mercy on me. I know you forgive me. You see, God does forgive. He does set free. He does wipe your sins clean. And even when you make the same mistake tomorrow, he wipes it clean in this fight, this battle in the flesh that we are all in. And we then we awake from this. We walk away from even when we have made a mistake and we say, God, I thank you that this is not who I am. God, I thank you that I am not a sinner, but that I have been redeemed. I thank you, Lord, that you have made me free from these things. And even if this is a battle still, that you understand that he died for you to be free and he has mercy on you and you're in this fight against the flesh. You see, you must understand that because if you don't, you will think that every time you make a mistake and you will make many mistakes, I will make many mistakes tomorrow and the day thereafter and the day thereafter, we will make mistakes in different areas of our lives. And we try, we, we become better and better, but there's going to, we're still in our flesh, right? And you have to understand in this journey that God's grace is for you there. That is part of why he died to wipe all of your sins clean for those who have hearts of of repentance. And so listen. True self-confidence, true freedom, true uh, a freedom from guilt and shame and condemnation. All these things is, is trusting God fully with his intent, his creation that he has, and that is you, his callings on your life, trusting him with that and not trying to mess with the or alter or go your own way, but say, God, what is the calling that you have set aside for me? What is the will? And then trusting, like, don't be like Moses, the burning bush who says, well, God, yes, this is the calling that you, you, you're calling me to take Israel out of, of Egypt. But God, I don't know if I could do that. You see, that's the unbelief factor that Moses was facing. 
God, don't be like Moses in that way. God says, I empower you by my spirit to do the things that are most difficult to you. In fact, when he calls you to that, which is most difficult to you, for you, the thing that is the very thing that you consider your weakness, consider it all joy so that he can shine through you. But you must then see that, yes, this is a challenge, a test of faith, and I must trust him with this. I must trust him that he is going to be strong in where in my weaknesses. He is going to empower me. But see, we have a father who is so merciful, a father who just like when, when if we have if we're a father and we have children and we desire our children to 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 be good, to to prosper. But when they make mistakes along the way, is our mercy and our grace not there? Is our hope not for them to return home if they've been dwelling with the pigs? Is our mercy not endless in their repentance? You see, there's that. And that's the heart of our father. He desires us to return to him. He desires the prodigal son to be home. So, hey, everyone who's in the live chat, thank you so much for joining me here today. Guys, I want you to just go into the chat and Hey, man, if this is you, just just post any prayer requests that you have right now here tonight. I want you to just I want you to be vulnerable. I want you to say, God, this is the altar call, right? I want you to say, God, this is me. God, I, I want you to go in the chat. And if there's anything specific God is putting on your heart, that's like something that you've been struggling with that you want to be set free from. And if maybe this is your night of surrender. Maybe this is the night where you actually decide, you know what, man, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just I just can't do this anymore. Like, go to the chat and just just proclaim that to everyone and to me. And I'm going to pray for for many of you in the chat here tonight. I'm going to pray for everyone also who's just listening. And uh, and I believe that right now that God is going to move. God is going to set people free supernaturally wherever you're, you're at when as you listen to this. But I want you, man, I want you to really just bend your knees and I want you to just just surrender all things to him tonight. So, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for joining me. Please, like I said, please, please post your prayer requests. So, Father, Lord, we just come to you right now, God, and I just thank you, Father, for everyone who's listening here tonight to this, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you, God, for the power of the Son, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of your sacrifice. Lord, I thank you for the fact that you didn't you didn't even just die to get us <laughs> to heaven to be with you to be but you died for us to be sanctified and free on earth for us to become warriors for us to become free from the tactics and lies of the enemy and so lord right now lord every lie and tactic of the enemy that we have listened to we repent from god we repent where we have listened to the wrong voice we repent where we have uh where we have uh, chosen the path of Satan, even without knowing it, Lord, where we have chosen dependencies that have not been de- being dependent on you. We, we were pain where we have have had a lukewarm life, a lukewarm Christian life, a lukewarm life of a believer. And we ask, Lord, we want to bend the knee tonight, God, and we want to say, Father, we want to follow you like never before. We want to start this thing anew. We want to make things new in our we want you to make things new in our life lord and so father we i ask holy spirit right now everyone is listening that you would go into that room that car wherever they're at right now lord that you would come and fill them with your spirit and every fear 
We speak to that spirit of self, uh, of, 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 of that, that says you're not worthy. We speak to that spirit of witchcraft. We speak to that spirit of uh, that orphan spirit who says that you have no one in this life. You are lonely. That spirit that lies about who God is, about who the Father God is. And we command all of that in the name of Yeshua to leave right now. Every person listening to this, every fear, anxiety, depression and suicidal thought, I command that to leave in the name of Yeshua. There's a lady on here tonight that I just feel I just see that you have had the knife recently. And the Lord is saying, I have a calling. I have a plan. I want to set you free from that. And you're going to be a witness to people who have felt the way you have. And you are going to see the freedom that that you're going to taste and see that he is good. And that's going to be the fire under you to proclaim him to those who are lost. But listen, you need to go and you need to trust him with this. You need to say, God, this is what I choose this day. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would set us free from all our insomnias, our lack of sleep at night because we have been we have been um, taken captive by fear. God, we speak to everyone like that in the name of Yeshua tonight, Lord. And I thank you, God, for setting them free from that. Lord, every person who struggles, I thank you for putting our sleep, giving our sleep back to us in the name of Yeshua. Anyone who's struggling with hatred in the name of Yeshua, Lord, we speak to bitterness and hatred for people who have wronged us or whatever hatred. Lord, we speak to that and God, we surrender that now to you. We every person who and I want you guys to, as I'm praying about this, I want you to think about that person, those people in your heart that God has put there. That has had bitterness that, that you feel bitterness towards. And we're going to go, Lord, right now we forgive all of those people. Those people of our past since when we were young to recently where we forgive those who have wronged us. Man, God said that you cannot say that I uh, that that you want to be forgiven by him, but yet you harbor unforgiveness and you do not forgive others. If he has forgiven us, we have a responsibility to forgive others, brother, sister. So I plead with you to uh, to forgive others because it's going to set you free because you're going to be the only one in bondage by having unforgiveness in your heart. Amen. 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 Just going into the chat here. Um, Moto says struggling with much likely physical pain from traumatic accidents, going through a divorce, prayers that I'd be able to step into God's full will for my life. So yes, um, Moto, Lord, we, we just pray right now for that. I'm so sorry about that divorce. Father, we just pray, Lord, for just your peace and strength and empowerment for him or her and anyone else going through a divorce or through a relationship, hardship in this season. Lord, I pray that you would bind people together, that you would that you would restore relationships. And Lord, I pray, Lord, right now for this situation, Lord, for your peace and strength and empowerment to come. And I pray, Lord, for protection, Lord, over people's hearts in the name of Yeshua. And I pray, Lord, for physical pain from traumatic accidents and Whatever else accidents in the past of people listening right now, God, we command all pain to leave in the name of Yeshua right now. We command all all the traumas that's been causing this, Lord, that we've been addressing. Father, I thank you for lifting that and now lifting the physical pain that have come with that. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for deliverance and freedom. God, we surrender all of our traumas. We surrender all of our anxieties, all of our burdens that we have 
been holding on to that we have had to, we've we had to surrender what we hadn't. God, we surrender all of that to you now in the name of Yeshua, Father. Thank you so much. Amen. Daniel, I just want to thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate that, brother. Really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Okay, Rebecca says um, she would like miraculous healing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so we're praying for that. Uh, I mean, I mean, just going through all of you guys, uh, what you've got, some guys have you said, what some of you have said. Um, Corey says, whoever will save his life shall lose it. Whoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And what is it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? There we go. That's what the scripture says, brothers and sisters. So, yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I'm, we're going to be praying for all of you in the chat tonight here. And I just want to submit to you guys, man, like, let's let this be a time, a season in your life that's new. Let this be a season, a time that is different. Let this be a season and a time of this, that is more on fire than ever before. That is what the Father desires for us. He wants us to be free. But it means that we need to spend more time in our prayer closet. It means that we need to spend more time with Him. And in the joy of the Lord, I know we've been speaking about a lot of like, wow, oh, you know, like I just want to bring it down a bit in terms of like we God is there is a place of being in joy of the Lord that we can enter. That is so amazing, a place of such freedom. There's like, like we read, uh, there's no there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Right. But are you in him? Are you in him? Right. Are you in him? That's my question to you. And then when you're in him, there's no condemnation. There's this freedom that is so incredible, so, so, so valuable to us and people around us as we become that light. Amen. April says, please pray that we ignore the distraction. I've been praying for an intimacy like none before with Jesus Christ. Amen. April, praise God. I think distractions are such a huge deal today. And so, Father, we pray, Lord, we all we all ask that you would help us to Give more of our time to you and help us to not be distracted by lesser things, Lord. And Lord, thank you for all you do, Lord. We praise you. We praise you in the name of Yeshua. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, guys. Please share this video with others and make sure that you go and check out some of our other live streams. If you want to see more of this tonight, uh, I'm going to link it up here on this card right here for you all. Um, if this has blessed you, please consider partnering with us. You can go to riseonfire.com. And if you want to uh, be notified when we get go live in the future, just text Yeshua to 94000. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me again. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Shalom.